thought that I was not creative, that creativity was uh, only for people, from only for art people, and that it's not true. Uh, I have uh, discovered myself in this amazing journey, uh, and now, like for the last for the last year, I I consider myself as a different professional because now I I feel myself uh, pretty creative. Welcome to the Legal Creatives Podcast. Today on the show, I have a really special guest who is going to share with you her real-life insights in legal design and innovation. Before I introduce you to her, I would like to take a moment to let you know that this is a podcast where we share real-life stories in legal design. But also, as much as possible, we talk about real tangible outcomes of legal design. And so today I'm really excited to have this special guest who is gonna share about how legal design transformed her perception of the legal practice. Also, she's gonna share with you her real life insights as to what is legal design really. And we're gonna have a really interactive conversations. So I'm really excited that you get to listen to this podcast interview with my special guest, Antonella Puntriano, who is a lawyer based in Lima, Peru. She is a specialist in the design of strategic plans and business development for the legal sector, including operational, commercial, and strategic communication plans. She is working in a big law firm in Lima, Estudio Oloesha, as a business in business development. And today she will be sharing with you her real life insights in legal design. Welcome to the show, Antonella. Thank you, Tessa, for the, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to share this podcast with you. Today on the show with you, Antonella, we'd like to talk about your story. How did legal design got to change your perspective on the legal practice, how you got to use the methodology to achieve different outcomes. Yes. Well, I have to say that legal design has definitely changed my professional career, but especially my professional perspective of the, of the law. I have started in this journey in 2018 when I finished a master in business, international business in Madrid. I had the opportunity to join a venture builder and to be part of a team to create a, a startup for the legal sector. And we used this methodology to create it from the beginning. Um, that, uh, that experience uh, teach me that that the legal service could be completely different. That was not was not the, the only service that I knew from the past in, in, in a law firm or in a or in in-house um, practice uh, inside of a company. That also it goes beyond. Um, and then, well, after one year and a half after this experience in the venture in the venture builder. Uh, I discovered Legal Creative Academy, uh, and I have to say that it also changed my mind. It blew my mind. 
because at the beginning I, I was thought like legal creative it needs so much creativity I don't know how to draw I don't know how to paint but creativity is it's, it's not that it's not only that it's that's one part of the creativity of, of someone uh, the creativity that we need for our profession it's it's different it's about it's about being revolutionary it's about to do a real transformation in the in the sector no absolutely so what's interesting in your story antonella is that you had a spark when you did this master in international business law and then you got to work for a venture builder using design thinking as an innovation methodology what is one thing that completely set you in motion into learning and applying legal design well i think i'm i'm part of a new generation of lawyers uh, a new worldwide generation of lawyers uh, i'm a millennial i'm 30 uh, so i think uh, I, I truly believe that the legal sector has to change and it's changing eh? to be honest i think it's changing if, if we compare the legal sector to the one that we had 10 15 years ago it's it's kind of kind of different now but it's not enough i think um, we have to fight to to get the law uh, more accessible for everyone uh, to do for example that uh, accessible justice systems in the countries uh, how we can for example improve the communication of 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 the law and of the rights to everyone, because sometimes lawyers, we forget that not everyone understands the law. So we have to, we have to improve this and we, and we have to, yes. So that's, that's also one of the things that the legal design methodology teaches you know, not, not only, not only to create better services, not only to create better products, but also how to to improve the access of the of the law. We're all supposed to know the law, but nobody really understands it, except lawyers and judges. But most yes. people are not lawyers <laughs> and judges. It's the minority. Yeah. So legal design is, as you said, Antonella, I like the way you put it. It's, it's a great methodology to make the law understandable for everybody. And you have done some great projects in this field of redesigning laws right i think you have done a couple of really interesting projects that i have seen inside the academy and also initiatives you have taken on your own of redesigning a new decree and i think even the constitution of peru isn't it yes that's one of the projects that really excites me uh, i i had the opportunity also to to add some volunteers in this project we are in, in this moment a team of six person um, between lawyers and um, communicators. So we are working really hard on that. We have elections here in Peru on April. So we want to launch this new version of the constitution before it, because we want that every no knows uh, the rights uh, in Peru, no? That we, that we don't have like such a strong democracy uh, so this is the perfect opportunity to help everyone here to really understand the, the system. 
to really help people understand how the system works, what are the social, political, civil rights, and to do that using legal design. Well, something that I really love about my journey inside of the academy is that I have discovered uh, myself as a creative person. Before joining the academy, I thought that I was not creative, that creativity was uh, only for people, from only for art people, and that is not true. Uh, I have uh, discovered myself in this amazing journey, uh, and now, like for the last for the last year, I I consider myself as a different professional because now I. I feel myself uh, pretty creative. I have a question for you because it all it all looks it all all looks great and 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 really exciting. But let's talk a little bit about the challenges of using legal design. Did you get to did you did you sometimes find it do you sometimes find it challenging to use legal design? Did you ever experience any any kind of failures? Um, uh, I don't know, maybe disappointments. Let's talk also about that. It's important to know what are the struggles that we encounter when we use legal design. Would you like to share a little bit more about that? Yes, it's challenging. Of course, it's challenging. You know, for me, the most challenging part of, of legal design is that simplification of the words. You know, people can think that it's easy. No, it's easy. You can do a resume. No, no, no. This is not about a resume. This is about to facilitate the understanding of the law. The lawyers, we are so used uh, to difficult words that we only understand because, of course, these are the uh, the the words that we have learned in the in the law school. But no one understand it. When I when I was doing, for example, in the in the constitution project, first I I did a survey. Uh, I got more or less almost yes almost uh, five hundred uh, surveys for this project. Wow, that's and amazing. That, yes, and the results were incredible because some people were talking about even changing the constitution, but they have never read it. And, and, and the ones who, who have read the constitution, they haven't understand it. And when you ask like, which part you have to not understand, you notice that they cannot understand legal meanings because they are not used to it. So that's, that's the challenging part, how you can communicate it better, which words you can use uh, at the same time that you are not losing the legal meaning and, and the thing that you want to, that, that the law wants to, 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 to set, no? So that's for me the, the most challenging part um, of, of legal design. And also it's challenging not to lose the human-centered approach. Eh? Some, sometimes you have like so many things, but you have to be focused always in the human-centered approach of the methodology. Yes, that is really putting the user at the center of everything that we do. And I think you have a great example of how to apply the methodology by starting with some research. You got 500 people who replied to your survey about the constitution and 
you probably got a lot of insights, including that people may want to change the constitution, but they have not even read it in the first place, or if they have, they didn't understand it. So maybe they don't want to change the constitution, constitution. maybe they want a new format to be able to read it and understand it. Yes, for me, law should be preventive. Of course, law uh, helps you to, to solve a problem when you have it, but law should be preventive. For instance, let's talk about legal services for a moment. And since you do business development, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to talk about how to promote legal services. For example, how legal design helps me to create uh, a communication or a business development strategy. First, because I have to follow a methodology and follow a methodology uh, helps me a lot to do it uh, in order um, to to have um, to have everything also under control, to have a bigger perspective of the of the solution. Um, but for example, it helps me when it's about communication. When it's about a communication strategy. I always start with a human centered approach. And I'm always like uh, telling, for example, to the lawyers of, of, of the law firm in, in which I work, please don't forget to do it easy, to do it easy because especially partners, you know, especially lawyers who, has, who have more experience, they are so used to, to write uh, with legal words Mm -hmm. they, that, that sometimes they forget that the other that the other one is it's not a lawyer. It's a lawyer no it has helped you structure your communication documents within the law firm where you work in order to make them more user-centric than centered absolutely. around users in the language in the way it's presented Abs absolutely Absolutely. For example, every time that we have a, a new law here in Peru and we want to communicate it to the, to the clients, uh, for example, we don't send a, a regular email. We create, for example, a, um, a, new, a new design and we try to take care about the structure to use it more, uh, more easy for the client to go to the, to the point. Mm -hmm. For the uh, client to be able to find the information quicker. Yes, of course. It's, it's about to find the core part of the new law and how it can have a, an impact in your business. That's the most important thing for a client, for example. It's not about saying, hey, we have a new law uh, about, for example, I don't know, let's see, um, labor, uh, and it's this and this. No, no, no. We have this new law. It's about it, and this is the impact that can have in your in your business. in your business, for example. Yes. So you centric documents. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do it. Do it. Client oriented. Then. And how, and, and how was the response you got? Well, we have we have more interactions uh, about our clients with email marketing, for example. Nice. They 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 get back with more questions. Hey, maybe you can do a report for the company about it, or for example, it's a good strategy also to do cross selling inside of the law firm. 
uh, when you have, for example, in a full service like mine, you can have, for example, a client just for the, I don't know, for the tax practice area. But if you show to this client that you are also an expert of labor, for example, you are doing cross-selling inside with, with communication. So it's a great way to showcase the, uh, the expertise of the law firm and to cross-sell, but to also have more interactions with clients. Ultimately, it's leading to more business for the law firm, right? Yes, absolutely. And also our design is more friendly than what it used to be. <laughs> That's nice. Are you working with uh, internal designers? Are you working with external designers? Are you doing the design yourself? Uh, what, I, what I do, for example, uh, most of the time I do distractors and I ask for an external designer to, to help it with us. With that. You're doing the, the sketch, you're doing the prototype. Yes. The prototype. <laughs> you have yes. someone who actually does it in a professional way, an external designer. That's great. Yes. So you're really involved in this new communication strategy. I mean, you have you you were already involved, but now you're bringing a new a new way to communicate with clients, and that has served the law firm. Now that you have shared with us, Antonella about how legal design has helped you as a, as a practitioner, but also in your profession as a business development for the law firm. Can you share with the audience one thing you wish you had done, or you had known, sorry, one thing you wish you had known when you started with legal design? You know, I would say that I would have loved to know about legal design when I was a student in university. I would have loved. Uh, when I was a student in, in university, uh, I have never listened about legal design. I've never listened about that there was an innovative methodology that could be applied in my, in my profession. I think it would have, would have made a big difference uh, in that moment. Uh, I would have also loved to know that innovation is not just about technology. Of course, technology is important. It, it, no one doubts about that technology helps us to automatize, to do process faster, uh, to get uh, data in an easier way. Technology is important, but it's not only that. Uh, you can innovate uh, being creative. And this is, this is legal design about. Be, be creative. Don't be afraid to be creative. What is creativity to you? For me, creativity, um, first is don't be afraid of, of the ideas that you can, you can have in mind. There is no bad idea. Uh, all ideas are good. Of course, you have to, to test them. And, and also the methodology helps to, to do that, no? Because first you have to, to discover, you have to prototype your idea, you have to test, you have to do a testing. And then in the last, in the last part, you do the, the implementation. So be creative. First, don't be afraid of your ideas. Second, do, do it. And this is something that I have learned a lot about you. It's do it, put in practice what you know. 
don't be afraid of of uh, of putting practice your ideas. Um, also, uh, be productive, <laughs> and also that's something about that I have learned in the in 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 the academy. How to be how to be proactive, how to proactive. put in practice. Yes, how to put in practice what you know, and also UX. UX for me, it's essential for for being creative. UX, I don't know. I have I have never listened so many times the word UX as I have done in the 2020 inside of the academy. The user but experience. Yes, but you understand that UX it's important. UX is important, it's for example, to get clients, but also to maintain your clients. So UX, UX is everywhere. And, and, and you have, for example, Tisha, some examples of, of McKenzie, for example, of, of IBM. IBM that every dollar invested uh, in improve the UX experience uh, returns $10 to 100. Absolutely. And you referring to the McKinsey value of the business value of design. Uh, that yes. was a very, very groundbreaking research that was released a couple of years ago. And so creativity is a methodology as well. In fact, design thinking derives from creative thinking that was structured in research 70 years ago. So we able now to use 70 years of research and some research are really extensive, very impressive, lots of empirical research as well as to how we can harness our creativity and use it in a productive way to channel innovation. And so now that you are on this track, Antonella, using legal design in your work as a lawyer in communication, in business development, I know many of the listeners are considering to start learning legal design or use it even more in their own practice, what would be an advice you would give them if they would like to pursue pursue a career that is similar to your to yours using legal design in practice? I would tell them that legal design is useful if you work inside of a law firm, if you work by your own, if you are entrepreneurship, if you work inside of a company, uh, you can apply legal design for everything. You can apply legal design even to design your own career. Um, I would tell them that, for example, the experience that they would have inside of Legal Creative Academy, it's amazing. It, it has, for example, allowed me to do an international network that I would have never imagined to do. Every time that, for example, we have a challenge inside of, of the academy, like, the last one that we had, the, the Instagram legal design challenge. It, it was a, a great opportunity for me to work with such a great team of, of girls around the world. For example, my, my team was, was comprised for a lawyer from Argelia, a, a Maria, who is from Brazil but works in Canada. A, also, we had Carmen, who is Spanish, but works in, in Sweden. So it was kind of challenging to deal with the difference of hours of our countries. Uh, it was great. 
because everyone has a different approach. Everyone has a has different uh, background, a different perspective, different point of view. Then put all of that together. It's it's pretty rewarding. Yeah, well, you get to know new, you get to make new connections. You get to connect with professionals that have the same interest and same quest as well to yes. use visual design and to have an impact to, as you say, design their own careers in a more meaningful way. I think a lot of professionals who are interested in legal design are interested in this methodology not just because of innovation, but also because it brings a lot of meaning to their careers. Because with legal design, you can develop your own approach to practicing law, to delivering services. And of course, that means you will get to use your creativity, but to do that in a meaningful and productive way. So you can really establish yourself on the marketplace as a credible player, but a player that is different from others. And that's what's possible when you think creatively about the law and your practice. Are there any common myths about legal design? There's a lot of myths about legal design. And so I'd like to talk with you about what is one common myth that you hear a lot about legal design and that is absolutely not true. I, for example, I hate <laughs> when I listen that legal design, it's just about making a document more beautiful, more colorful with a better design. And it's not about it. It's not about it because I can have, for example, a, I don't know, a contract. Yes, of course, I can put it beautiful. I can put icons. I can put colors. I can put a, a better, este, I don't know leathering no it's not about that really i have had discussions on linking about it because legal design is not just that no 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 it's an innovation methodology maybe maybe the name can uh, can, can get some people a little bit confused about it because it's legal design so they can think, ah, no, no, no. It's about just be designing, designing no. the law, using infographics. Designing a document, it's a, it's a work that a, a designer can do. They don't need to be a lawyer to design a, a legal paper, for example. No, no, no. It goes completely beyond. It's a methodology. And it's a methodology that if every law firm Every uh, uh, legal company, uh, legal entrepreneurship, use it. The ROI that they will have, the return of investment that they will have, it's going to be higher, but completely higher. I know that we always listen also the human center approach, the human center approach, and, 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 I, and I have also listened lawyers, yes, but of course, my service. It's client approach, it's human-centered approach, but it, it, it really is, it's always my question, like how you make it client approach, how you make human-centered approach, are you really doing it? It's not about providing an excellent service. Of course, 
everyone expected that from, from their lawyer. No, no, no. It's more, it's more than that. <laughs> I love that you talked about, yes, the, the myth of legal design is redesigning documents. Legal design is so much more. In fact, legal design comes from design thinking and design thinking is an innovation methodology that is applicable in every industry and is used extensively, especially in technology or in the most you know, uh, forward thinking um, companies in the world. But in law, because we so much used to do document, to draft document, we tend to only use legal design to redesign documents. When in fact, it's so much more than that. And may I even challenge why documents in the first place? Now that the world got digital, it's time that we make the law accessible on those devices and not just trying to scan a regular contract and to make it fit in a tiny cell phone, but to start rethinking. This is why we had this Instagram legal design challenge inside the academy. When I got notified of the new terms of use of Instagram in December last year, I was so curious to see the work they have been producing because Instagram is the platform for creators. And it was still a fairly technical and regular type of document. So this is why we did the challenge to start thinking more creatively about how we're going to present the information. And some teams did videos. You, you team did a video as well. Yeah. Uh, that can be a perfect complement to the text, or sometimes it could be an alternative to the text. And uh, this is how we get to practice our creativity. Now, let me ask you an uncommon question, Antonella. <laughs> I am the host here, but let's say you're going to put yourself in my shoes. We're going to do a mm -hmm. little role play. You're putting yourself in my shoes as the host. Now you are the host. One would question, <laughs> what, what is a question you would ask yourself? that I didn't ask you. A question for you, for example, which are gonna be the next steps of the Academy? The next steps of the Academy, now we have another challenge, a new challenge where we get to work on privacy for all because we have heard there's so much discussion around privacy since the WhatsApp updated their privacy policy um, so many discussions, users have massively moved to other service providers and products such as Telegram. And we decided since the App Store is now giving the opportunity for all apps to display their privacy uh, policies in a, in a one short uh, card, like a label, we decided to do this new challenge inside the Academy to get to practice this time on prototyping a, a solution, a legal solution that could enable privacy for all online. Nice. I can, I can wait for the next. Well, you're a part of it. And now you have a new team. They are all in the Americas from North to South. <laughs> so there will be less time differences. <laughs> Antonella, how can our listeners connect with you online? Well, by linking, 
eh, Antonella Puntriano. Eh, that's that's my, 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 my name on, on LinkedIn. But also Instagram, you, you find me like Antonella Puntriano. Um, and also inside of, of the academy. For sure, on the community dashboard. Yes. That's That's so great, Antonella. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Make sure to connect with Antonella Puntriano to ask her any follow-up questions you may have to get to also stay in contact with her and to see her publications because she's publishing a lot on her profile on Instagram. So you will be able to also see her work. Is there any way we can support as well this new project you have started in relation to the redesign of the constitution in Peru? Uh, well, um, yes, there is, a, there is a, a way because I invite people from other countries to do to do the same to do the same with the with the constitution especially here in in, in latin america that our constitutions uh, are kind of new if we compare it for example i don't know with the us that they have a constitution that has more than 300 years uh, so i invite my friends of latin america to do the same In, in their countries. It's an exciting project. It's a lot of work to do, believe me. I didn't thought it was so much <laughs> when I started, uh, but it's rewarding. I'm, I'm pretty sure that at the end, it's gonna be pretty, pretty rewarding. Oh, that's for sure. And uh, I would really encourage everyone to connect with Antonella. If you are considering to do a redesign of your constitution to help you, you, your country, your people understand better the laws. And, and as Antonella said, you can contact her. Probably Antonella, you could be sharing a little bit about your experience, your best practices, your insights, maybe a framework. And if you would like to get to learn the methodology, you always welcome Allegal Creatives inside our academy. So you can get to learn the methodology, get to apply it so you can grow your experience in this space. Thank you so much, Antonella, for being with us on the show. It's been a real pleasure to get to hear your story. And I got to learn so much as well from listening to your real life insights. And I can't wait to see what you will be creating for the redesign of the constitution. We'll be here to support you and to celebrate you in April. You're all welcome to attend the virtual art gallery that is coming up on March 20 for the new legal design challenge, how to ensure digital privacy for all via the app store. Can't wait to hear your feedback from today's interview and also to let me know what subjects you would like me to address on the show thank you again Antonella thank you everyone no the pleasure has been mine Tessa thank you thank you again for the invitation